0: Before we get into episode 78 with Devin McCourty, I want to take the time to say again, thank you everybody for for the support, for the continued support. And uh, if you haven't yet, click subscribe. Subscribe to this family, the Optimal Life family. We really appreciate all the support, really appreciate all the feedback we've been getting. And uh, make sure you give us the five-star rating. But but most importantly, subscribe. Subscribe so that you can get automatic notifications every time a new episode is released. And uh, again, really appreciate everybody. With that, I want to say thank you so much to the one and only Devin McCordy, Super Bowl champion. Not once, not twice, but 3 times Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots. Join me for a 30-minute conversation today, reconnected with Dev. I haven't talked to him in years, and uh, we talk about football, family, and life in general. And uh, I'll let the rest of the episode speak for itself. So without further ado, as always, sit back, relax, and welcome the one and only Devin McCordy. The optimal life. Hello. What's up, buddy?
1: What's happening, man?
0: Long time, man. I know. How you doing? Good. Yeah. chasing the kids around all off season. Dude, how crazy is it with kids? Insane. <laughs> it's such a life changer, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, but they definitely, they definitely keep you busy. How old are they?
0: Uh, my daughter just turned two, and my son will be one next month. Jeez, man. You guys didn't waste a whole lot of time, huh? Yeah,
1: that's exactly.
0: <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so well, well, first off, brother, congratulations on, uh, what is it, number three? Three rings now? Yeah. Yep. Dude, how, how insane has it been playing in New England your entire career?
1: Uh, it's been crazy, I think, for the most part. You just don't think it's going to happen. Like You see so many before you have good careers there, but it just doesn't last long. And then you see a select few of those guys that you don't you don't think that'll be you. Um, and now going into the 10th year, you know, going to all the different Super Bowls and winning three of them, um, it's just been life changing. I think being able to play in that organization and improve uh, with
0: the type of guys they put around you um, just sets you up for great success. Yeah, man. I, I remember I remember still the draft like it was yesterday. I remember when, when when your name when your name got called in the first round, Andy and I jumped up so high man, our heads almost hit the ceiling. It was just it was a a crazy moment. And and you haven't looked back since. You, thank God you stayed healthy for the most part. I know. I mean, you I stayed healthy you, you, and and so tell me about it uh Dev. You're you uh you've been a captain for like what? At least half of the years? Yeah. T- how does that work? What what do they do? To, do, the, do the players pick the captains yeah. or is it the coaches?
1: So I was uh, I was kind of blown away when I was a captain. I was a captain the first time my second year. Um, and I remember being in those meetings, and I'm sitting there like, man, I'm just going to listen. Like, I have nothing to say. Um, and then the first meeting, you kind of learn how it goes, and each person in there talks. Um, and I remember sitting there like, I don't know what am I going to say? I'm in there. It's Brady, Um, (laughs) obviously Bill, Vince Wolfer, Gerard Mayo, Logan Mankins, and Matt Slater. Um, And I'm like, man, I can't talk in here. And I remember that year, just an awesome experience to learn from all of those guys um, as far as leadership, um, how to get the best out of your teammates, um, and then how to prepare yourself and you know your side of the ball for each week. Um, I thought that was very eye opening for me um, just to hear how all of those guys, you know, thought about the week in general, thought about the opponent, um, and what they felt, you know, we needed to do to win. Um, that helped me a lot going forward, um, especially on defense when, you know, Vince went to Houston and then Mayo retired. Uh, you know, I kind of looked around like, dang, I, I guess it kind of falls on me as that one captain um, that was left over and. I try to really follow in their footsteps.
0: Dude, how much has your life changed in the past 10 years? A lot. You know, it's kind of crazy. You think back to, uh, like you just said, when I first got drafted,
1: and you think about it football-wise, and I'm like, man, I can still remember that day like it was yesterday. Like, it went by so fast. Um, And then I start to look at the type of guy I was and what I was doing. And, you know, I was having fun, you know, playing video games know, watching TV, hanging out with the guys, and now I look, you know, off-season is working out, coming home, two kids, a wife, um, doing a bunch of charity work and social justice work uh, with different organizations. Um, I think I've played video games this last two years, maybe two times. Um, So just a lot of growth, I would say, uh, as a player, but even more growth, you know, as a man. Um, just, sure you know really finding out
0: who i am well well with with the notoriety and with the success comes a tremendous level of responsibility uh for guys like yourself especially leaders captains guys that want to have a long career longevity um you probably don't realize the magnitude of the responsibility but when you first come in you're like okay hey man i'm a combine pre-draft combine workout I'm, I'm gonna go you know first second round draft pick i'm gonna Play a sport that I've loved playing my whole life, and that's pretty much it I'm going to make a bunch of money. You don't really think much about it and then and then you get into it like you have and your profile gets raised and you're playing for a world class organization and the captain and the off the field stuff uh the the is pretty large, isn't it?
1: yeah, it is man and i I credit a lot of the guys in the locker room. I remember um my second year you know getting a chance to have my locker right by Kevin Falk um, my first year he tore his ACL, so he wasn't there that much, um, just with the rehab and everything. And I remember, you know, sitting there, and, you know, obviously he plays running back. I play defensive back. You know, there's not much football we were talking about as far as scheme and stuff, but he taught me so much about, you know, just growing up in football and, and deciding what you're going to do, how to become a better professional. Um, he talked about his kids being a husband, and I learned so much from him. And I think with that time of just sitting there, in the locker talking to him, I've kind of tried to always pass that down to guys, whether it's sitting in the hot tub, whether it's in between meetings, of just passing down general knowledge um, to the things you said. You know, you don't come in and exactly know what you'll be in eight, ten years, um, but a lot comes with football. You know, it's not just show up, play, practice, and play the game and go home. Um, you have so many different things, obstacles, things that can, you know, Really jumpstart you in different directions. You have to be ready to take advantage and also escape some of the pit holes.
0: No doubt. And you've, dude, you've done. You've been the epitome of uh, of success, not just on the field, but but off of it. We'll get into some of your off the field ventures. I want to hear about. But uh, one person that comes to mind with the recent news is uh, there was a certain somebody drafted in the second round, the same draft that you were drafted in the first round by the Patriots, Rob Gronkowski and uh, one of the best of all time if not, I mean, maybe the best tight end ever who announced he recently retired, man what what are your thoughts about it?
1: Yeah, man, I I, I was just happy for him, you know, I thought um, you know, for me, come in the same year or somebody has been awesome um, and an honor just to watch him and what he's done, you know and I, I tell him all the time, I can always proudly rep the 2010 draft class because of everything he's done yeah. <laughs> to make that class so good and um, you know, it's a part of the game, I think, once, you know, now going to my 10th year, you get to that point in your career and you look around the league in general, there's just not a lot of guys you came in with. Um, for the last couple of years, me and Gronk have really been only two guys left in my draft class. So um, it's, it's been crazy. an honor to, yeah. to line up there. Um, and game in and game out, just watch him battle. And day in and day out, watch him, you know, put his body through
0: a lot to be ready, train hard, Practice every day against him and help me get better as a safety. Um, you know, he's a guy that you can't just replace. You know, we'll miss him. Sure, sure. Well, and, and I imagine too, there's got to be some emotions for you know for your own self when you hear about it and he's, you know, it's official. He's calling it quit, You guys came in together. What does it do? I think I saw something about you were contemplating maybe. Don't know if it was a rumor or not. You were contemplating retiring as well. Obviously, coming back again, what what does it do for you mentally? Are you kind of thinking, should I be doing the same thing, or what are your thoughts?
1: No, you know, I, I think you know as the season wrapped up, um, just a very emotional moment, I think, for me, and you know, with the family, with Jay being there in the Super Bowl, and how much fun that whole year had been. Um, and then I think you get kind of wrapped up in that, and you think, like, man, I don't know if it could ever get better. Um, and then right. as the off season settles in, and you're your home. So I still have a passion to play football. Uh, my body actually feels better this off season than it did than it did last off season. So um, I'm big into you know once I turn 30, I told myself each year I would always kind to of sit back and just assess the situation, how I feel from a physical and mental standpoint, um, and you know always leave that option open whether it's not playing um, or to play. Never you know. End the season and just say, like, I'm going to do this or do that, um, but give myself time to really process everything sure. uh, and make sure I'm the best going forward, whether that's playing or not playing. I don't ever want to shortchange myself. And
0: um, I know going back for this year, I'm 100% in and I'm ready to try to be a part of another great team. That's beautiful. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things, man, whenever you're in it. And you're grinding away. The seasons are long. You're going. This is fucking crazy. I might maybe, maybe I maybe I'm done. And then and then you start sitting around for a few weeks after the season, and you go, "Holy shit! What what would I do? I I love the game still." So, mm-hmm. yeah. so
1: Well, that, that that moment happened for me when my uh, my mother-in-law was up at our house in Foxborough, and she kept asking me, "Is it true you're gonna retire?" And my wife was like, "Can you please tell her you're not retiring?"
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your, your your wife. If anyone's not letting you retire, it's your wife.
1: Yeah, she's not ready for me to here.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, you you mentioned your brother, man. I mean, that had to be the most insane experience this past season. You probably had the best season, like you said. You kind of alluded to. I mean, what 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 was that like playing opposite of your brother?
1: Man, it was amazing. You know, I think uh, for us, it was all looking back through the years. Yeah, yeah. Thinking about like Pop Warner games, on we used to be in the street throwing the football, uh, maybe three hours before the game, going over plays, preparing, um, just to go out there and try to play our best, and then competing to see who had more touchdowns at the end of the year. And now you fast <laughs> forward, um, you know, basically like 20 years later, and you're suiting up to playing a Super Bowl together after. Um, all the ups and downs of the season, and you're getting to do all of that together, where it's usually FaceTimes and phone calls to discuss what he's going through, what I'm going through. You know, we're all locked in together going through it. And um, the moment that field goal was missed in the Super Bowl and embracing uh, was top five. You know, you know, I don't know if that was
0: better uh, than the Kansas City moment when we won. I think both of those two moments. Um, of hugging each other was by far the best football memory I've ever had. Um, that is insane, man. That is, you, you just can't.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can't write that up.
0: <laughs> no, you can't. Well, and, and you guys are playing, like you said, backyard football coming up, and then junior high and high school and college playing together. But but when you're playing in the streets with the kids and growing up, and you guys are just dreaming of one day, you, you watching your whoever you were watching on TV back then in the football, and just dreaming of oh, I would love to be able to do that one day. Little did you guys know, I mean, could you imagine if somebody gave you guys a crystal ball and said, hey, guys, I got to tell you, the two of you are not only going to be both in the NFL one day, but you guys are going to play together on a Super Bowl team and win the freaking Super Bowl together. I, I mean, it's it's, it's hard I to believe, was, man. Yeah, I would
1: have said you're lying. I would have probably asked how, <laughs> much, crazy. You, how much you trying to charge us for that
0: information. That's uh, uh, just, it's, it's hard. It's, life is so strange. Life is insane when you think about it he
1: said it all year this year, man. You can't, you can't decide, man. God put us in all of these different places, and um, it really felt like that this year. Just the whole season, um, you know, with him at the end of the preseason, everybody kept saying he's going to get cut. And, you know, you looking
0: to see where we ended up. Um, you know, God had a plan that was bigger than both of us. Yeah. Yes, he did. And I got to tell you, my opinion, and I don't know how much it's been talked about in Boston, uh, or amongst all the sports writers out there, but my opinion, I think Jay had the biggest play of the game that truly could have given the Rams the chance to win the game if if he doesn't come out of nowhere in that end zone when the, when he throws it when the quarterback threw it up to Brandon Cooks in the back of the end zone and all of a sudden Jay comes flying out of the on the other side of the field and knocks the thing right out of his arms right the last second. Honestly, Dev, I think that could have been the, the the change of the game.
1: Yeah, I mean it would have been a huge play, especially at that moment in the game. Um, and then I think, I think the mentality of him doing that just gave the team even more, you know, motivation and uh, extra fight. I think the guys on the sideline, the guys on the field, everyone turned around like, dang, you know, we just blew that, and to see him come out of nowhere. Um, I think just was how, how wow. we were all game. Just kept fighting, kept coming, kept coming. Um, and that play definitely showed that. And I think it gave us um, it gave us an extra oomph to get another stop, make them kick a field goal. Um, which in a game where you know every touchdown, any touchdown in the game was going to be a big deal, and we saw that. So that was huge. Him making that stop.
0: It de- it definitely was. What was your uh... What was your uh, – you, you mentioned the favorite moments were those those two moments. What was your – if you can give us insight into maybe one one or two of the, the more tough, challenging moments you've faced over the last nine years?
1: Um, I would say uh, last year, not just previous year, but the year before, just in the Super Bowl, losing to Philly. It um, hmm. was probably the roughest one, having a chance to win that game in a, a game where defensively we, we didn't play our best and. Um, you know, Hurts getting me and beating me on a touchdown late in the game, um, which was a huge play in the game, was probably one of my worst, you know, feelings of just letting the team down. Uh, How long does it take? Stage.
0: Sorry to interrupt you. How long does that take to, to recover from those feelings? How long do they last for?
1: Uh, I think, like you said earlier, once you have kids, it goes away fast. You think about it, mm-hmm. but you just don't have time. Like, even, you know, after the game, Um, seeing the family and seeing my daughter who was just smiling ear to ear and happy and I'm just like defeated um, ultimately like just picked me up a little bit and you know as soon as I kind of got into working out again um, it was it was turning the next page. so it was probably like a good month you know just sitting around and thinking
0: about it but Mm -hmm. you know it never like controlled my day or anything but um, it definitely It still pissed me off For a while That was still one of the More surprising things Because when you see Brady In the fourth quarter With less than two minutes You're like oh, okay They're going to win And that was one of those Rare times where it didn't happen
1: Yeah and, You know I definitely credit the Eagles They're yeah. a really good football team and I thought they were Hitting on all cylinders a year before um, Obviously You know Defense Offense Special teams But I thought them As a unit As a team You can tell That they had something About them um, that was, you know, really working their favor that whole season.
0: Speaking of Brady, just quickly, give us a little glimpse. You've played with, obviously, this has been the, 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 you've been with one team since you came into the league, so you've been playing with arguably the best quarterback of all time. What's his work ethic like? What have you learned from him?
1: I man dudes in that. I still remember sitting on a plane ride back from San Fran um, in 2016, um, and we beat San Francisco, and this was right after we had a tough loss to Seattle, I believe. And um, everybody's on the planes, long plane ride back. Um, we got one of the nice planes. i right, would standing up, cracking jokes, you know, laughing, having a good time. And Brady's kind of laughing and enjoying it a little bit, but you look over, and what he's really doing is he has massage out, and he's massaging his quad because he got hit um, in the quad, and he's massaging it, kicking his leg, Hitting it firing and then on the other hand he has a clicker and he's watching the San Francisco game that we just played like an hour and a half two hours ago and wow. I tell people I'm like you want to know why he's great because that's how he is all the time i seen him throw an interception on a Friday practice when we're going over red area um, to one of the guys on the practice squad and he came in the next day and he was like thanks because of you I went and watched 110 clips in the red area last night just to make Jeez. sure that didn't happen again and Jesus. Day in and day out. Like, that's his work ethic. That's his mentality. He hates training camp. If the defense has a better day than the offense, he's yelling and screaming. And we might laugh and joke about it, you know, later in the day. But, like, in that moment, everything that he doesn't win misses him off. And um, it doesn't take long to be around him and understand why he's been great for so long.
0: Dude, you have to be obsessed, don't you? If you want to be truly one of the greats.
1: Yeah, I always say, I think. To be one of the greats, you gotta just be a little sick mentally. Like you have to have something about you yeah, that just no creates, doubt. you know, getting better, being. Like I, we got a chance to hear Kobe Bryant speak um this year in the off season, um and hearing him speak and seeing Tom's work ethic, like you can step back and look and say, I get it. Like that's what makes these two guys great, um because of what they're able, to what they're willing to do that other people just won't do.
0: Speaking of greats, man, you clearly have one of the great, greatest agents of all time in Andy Sims. <laughs> <My God. laughs> you knew I had to throw that in there. Yeah. What's it like, man? How's it going with those guys and Young Money? You know, obviously Young Money purchased their uh, uh, players rep, and uh, obviously there's probably some some bigger, higher profile things going on now.
1: Yeah, it's been awesome, man. I uh, I feel very fortunate to be with those guys for so long now. And you know, just talking to Andy and Wesley um, as the process was going on, and, and how it would help um, help them out with the agency and going forward. Um, you know, I think for me, you know, whether that happened or not, I've been I've been having a blast with those guys and the work they put in to help me. Um, so that wouldn't matter as much to me, but to just see them mm-hmm. um, and them talk to me about the opportunities um, that they would now have with them. Um, buying them and and backing them it was awesome to see and then to see some of the guys um, that they had last year in the draft and the guys coming out this year um, it just seems like sky's the limit for everything they're doing um, which you know is cool to see especially as one of the older guys uh, knowing in the near future you'll probably be tailing off from the football side and seeing them in
0: good hands and still doing great things well uh, you're one of again one of those few rare guys that actually stuck with the same guys you came into the league with how many how many players do you think probably switch agents at least at some point in their career? It happens all the time. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, a, it's a crazy business, and I always tell guys, man, it's a transition from college to the NFL because you realize, you know, you're not just a player anymore. Like you are your own business, and you have to understand that and see it that way. But um, you know, I think the thing you learn in this league, though, it's hard to have a good agent, and when you have one, um, you, you want to stick with them.
0: And that's the thing, and and there's always guys coming at you, and there's always temptation, and and there's always you're hearing different things, but you have to put that kind of stuff to the side. I think so many guys in the league get duped or get get snowed into those different things. They think the grass is going to be greener, and then next thing you know, they're on the, like their fourth or fifth agent uh, in five yeah, in five essential. years later. Yeah, and then, and they go, damn, I should have stuck with it with the original. So yeah. I'm real happy that you guys are all you know. Obviously, Jay's with them. You're with them. They're doing well, it's great. Are they still doing the uh, Vegas trip? They, uh, they go to uh, Mexico now. You know what, these guys, they wait till I'm done. <laughs> they wait till I'm done, they start going to Mexico. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's where you gotta hit them with the Hey Stranger text and see if you can hey jump stranger. <laughs> That's right, man, that's right. Uh, you, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, what are some of the, the, going back over the past, I don't know, five, six years and into and, and now, what are some of the off-field initiatives that, uh, that you've been involved in? Uh, so, for probably like the
1: last six or seven years, um, sickle cell has been something that me and my brother have really been passionate about. Um, our aunt passed away this past January from the disease, but she inspired us to start, you know, with our, our campaign, sickle cell. And we've raised over a million dollars um, and donations for research and helping families out with sickle cell. So that's been one of the things from almost the whole time we've been in the league that we've supported and fought for. And then I would say what's really has taken off is my work with the Players Coalition. I'm um, mm-hmm. just doing different things um, to bring equality um, in many different fields, whether it's education, economics. Um, this past week, we got to go to the Statehouse in Massachusetts and advocate for students um, in the educational system just to have a, a better chance um, with the Promise Act to to really delegate the money and the funding to schools that just don't have enough funding and to give them more money. Um and it largely affects black and brown kids and um, families that, you know, live below the poverty line. So that was an awesome experience to testify um for that cause and, you know, working with the Players Coalition now, we've been able to do some pretty cool things in the community and um that's been a lot of fun to find really a bigger purpose um than football. Sure, um, I've really sure. enjoyed that.
0: Well, football is great. Obviously, all this is beautiful stuff, but there's nothing that will give any human being more fulfillment than helping other people. Number one.
1: Yeah, man, I agree with you one hundred percent.
0: Number one. Yeah. What was the thing that you put into the? I, I can't remember. I saw something about. Didn't you donate like a hundred dollars per tackle one season? Oh yeah, that was back
1: um, the season after the Boston Marathon. Um, after ah, time okay. the Boston Marathon, mm-hmm. um, did that? I only remember the numbers. Uh, I think it was 100 for tackling, uh, interceptions. It uh, was a couple guys on the team that did. That. I think Amendola did it too. Um, that was a, a cool thing to do. Um, I thought just because of the community in Boston, how much they support us and rally around us, it, it felt great to be able to give back uh, to the community and all the great things um, that they do the families that were dealing with some horrific things.
0: No doubt. We hear your little one in the background, obviously. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Uh, you guys done with kids? Or are you think there's any more coming? Uh, if I leave it up to my wife, there's definitely another one. There. Oh, jeez, so, good luck, uh, bro. Only, only time. <laughs> good luck, man. I've got three girls. It's uh, it's never, it's so insane. You, you, you know about having to play that zone defense. When when I texted you before and you said, "Hey, let me get these kids situated," I knew exactly what you were talking about. Yeah. 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 Uh, one of the other things, man, real quick was um that uh that I was thinking about was obviously you got this big contract and you're going into your final year of your contract um... and I know you've surrounded yourself with great people like we talked about your your representation, financial advisors, etc. uh... what kind of advice do you have for so many guys that that get the contract and then the next thing you know they have nothing to show for it a few years later um, what have you done to be mindful of of all the types, you know, the, the large amounts of money that are coming in, and, and what are you doing to protect that that wealth for the future? Um,
1: I, I've always thought the key thing I've told every guy that comes into the building um, is make sure you go get a good financial advisor. Get someone, um, in my personal opinion, that doesn't have a private firm. Get someone that's at a big bank that you don't have to worry about, you know, them taking money from you or anything like that because the big bank will just pay it back. Um, And then I will say, listen, Um, you know, you have, you put people in position to help you out uh, in the financial world and you do that because they know more than you. And I think it's very, the best way to keep your money and save it and earn on your money is to humble yourself and trust the people you put around you. Um, Obviously it doesn't mean to turn a blind eye, um, but it's tough. You know, young guys, you get a large amount of money um, and you get a new contract and all of those things. You think it's never going to end. You think you never get cut. That's the problem. Going. That's the problem. And, you know, yeah. and, and things happen in life and you end up different places and you don't want to live with regrets. Like, man, I wish I would have just listened to this person and listened to that person. Um, and I know for me, my financial advisor, Peter Borowski, um, has been great. And, you know, I would say the main thing he's helped me out the most in is advice. Somebody asks for money or someone needs this, I'll call Pete right away and uh, just his life experience and his expertise in the financial world um, has helped me not have to you know, worry about money and be able to help my kids sometime yeah. in the near
0: future that's beautiful it, it's, it's, there's so many guys that have it and then they, they don't have it, to, anything to show for it and I can't imagine the type of regret that that's got to be because if you're exactly. smart especially like a guy like yourself who gets that second contract if you're smart you don't ever have to work, worry about working after the NFL career is over I mean, who can, exactly. who can go nine years like a Rob Gronkowski or a Devin McCourty and just retire? I mean, it's it's such a rare, rare situation. So uh, you've always been that. You've always surrounded yourself with the right people. And, again, that's what it comes down to, surrounding yourself with a team of people that you can trust, that you know have your back, that only have your best interests. Ultimately, at the end of the day, you're the one making the decision, but you need that team around you to help guide you in the right direction. Exactly,
1: and I think that's where it's the key. Um, yeah. have people that you know are there for your best entry.
0: Uh, I saw that you were the Walter Payton nominee this year How, what What do you have to do to get that man of the year award? Um,
1: just to work in the community and, and uh, they nominate you on, the team, on your team they nominate one player each year so um, mm. I've been fortunate to be nominated I think two or three times um, but I keep walking away with a loss so <laughs> um, it's an incredible honor though to even be considered um, for the Walter Payton man of the year even though you know, he played. You know, before I was really into football, I was so young. Right. Um, but the thing you always heard about him was what he was able to do in the community and what he stood for. Um, so incredible honor, and then to see uh, Chris Long winning this year, who I grew close with for the, the one year he played on the team, and I talked to him all the time. Um, to be sure. you know nominated with a guy like that. Uh, it was
0: awesome. Game. He would have wished that he didn't lose. He would have wished he lost it and he was on the field playing with you guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Uh, hey, uh, obviously there, there's still some football left, uh, however many years that, that, that remains to be seen. But uh, what are your ideas, what are your thoughts when you kind of look into your crystal ball after football? What are you thinking? Um, I would say right now, you know, with
1: me and my brother having so much fun doing things, my first instinct would be to do some type of TV or, you know, radio or something with him mm. um, and see how much more we could get out of this, this twin thing um, and
0: have fun with it. So The dynamic duo, you know, a true dynamic exactly. duo. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know, you know, how far that'll go
1: or what. Um, and I think at some capacity, I want to still be attached to, to football. And I would probably say it'll be with the youth, you know, with you know high school or younger kids. Um, I don't think I have the commitment time while I go to a college or
0: professional level. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: But I definitely want to get back to the game,
0: the the knowledge that I've learned and gained through the years. Yeah, no, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Hey, listen, uh, I really appreciate you you taking the time to to do this today. It was great to reconnect with you. You've always been a a stand-up guy and a, a true champion, not only on the field, but off the field as well. And uh, I really just wish you you and your brother everyone uh, continued success man. Thank you so much for doing oh,
1: man, it. I appreciate that. All right, Dev. Uh, we'll talk we'll talk soon man. All right, man, have a good one. Take care.